5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis. We're talking tech. Adelaide tech guy Richard Pascoe is in. Uh, Richard, good evening. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, Matthew. Nice to be back in. Yeah, I'm glad you're back in. Yeah, thank you. Uh, let's talk Internode. Now, you broke a story a couple of weeks ago about Internode changing. The whole... Uh, who is it, TPG or someone's taking yeah, them over? Yeah, well, they've already, they already own them. Right. So it's the TPG uh, IINet group who owns Internode here in Adelaide, yeah. and they gave the um, uh, Don't Come Monday... Orders to all the staff out there. Yeah. And I've got to say, if Internode want to clarify what I'm saying, please get in contact with me. Would love to, but I'm reliably informed, Matthew, yeah. um, as well. But now it turns out that there's going to be about three or four people left. That's it. Uh, and the call centre will be based in the Philippines. Right. Okay. Again. Now, aren't, um, aren't other companies bringing call centres to Australia? They are. So I think but Telstra by July will have everybody back in Australia. Right. Optus have already got a call centre here in Adelaide. Okay. Um, so everybody's coming back, but it uh, looks like they're going to farm that out to the Philippines. Wow. Which I think is a great disappointment because so many people really do like Internode in South Australia. I suppose yeah. an SA-based company, um, Simon Hackett, who's now in Tasmania, um, I mean, started the whole thing yeah. and... And yeah, it's it, to me. It's just it's it's a probably the wrong move at the moment. But you, we all know what big companies are like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was this originally Adam, or is that a yes. different? Oh Adam? no, Internode took over Adam. Yeah. So it was part of the they they started buying you know, yeah. bits and pieces up. Okay, so Adam world. Internet was the first evolution of it, if you like. And, I think so. And then so, it became yeah. Internode. Internode. Yes, right. And now TPG. Now TPG. <laughs> but it's still going to be called Internode. Right. You'll still pay Internode, so nothing's really going to change. But um, okay. you'll be flying offshore when um, well, you, you want to call. Yeah, want to call them, which is, a sh- again, it's a shame. All right. Well, they've got your address, your in- email address, don't they? So- they can if they want to clarify anything <laughs> yeah. I've said, but um, I'm, my information's very wow. accurate. Okay. So, But for customers, no change, No change at all. Yeah. No change at That's all on there, which is right. good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you don't want that. Now, swapping from iPhone to Android, why would you? But Google <laughs> have finally come to the rescue. Because you're a loyal iPhone well, person. Because it works so well. It does. There's no no issue. No, it uh, it does yeah. work very well. And it's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the Android operating system, yeah. but it's a big thing for you to suddenly go, you know what, I'm suddenly going to go and buy the latest Samsung yeah. phone or the latest Google Pixel phone. Yeah. Um, you, you've got to have really good reasons to go along and do it. And people do do it. Hmm. So uh, from April 14th, Google finally offered its own alternative, which is called Switch to Android Right on there. So it's an app you can go along, download, and then you'll be able to go along and put your two phones side by side and all your stuff will go over to... Um, really? Yeah, from iPhone into Android. How about that? Which is really good. Mm. But it's since 2015, um, Apple provided a move to iOS app. So it's taken a fair while for them to suddenly go, hey, we need to match this as far as to say... Uh, everything comes over, your photos, your videos, your contacts, your calendar events. Um, they take you through the steps that you should perform on your iPhone before switching away, such as turning off iMessage. Um, and they, the app makes a request to copy the photos and video from iCloud. Yeah. So it's about getting it all over. Right. You know, but it, it's, it's when I've taken people from 
Android to iPhones, it, it really is a bit of an intricate affair of because it's two totally different things. So yeah. the one thing everybody always wants is messages on there, mm. and that's the part. So you've got to make sure you do it properly. But, you know, make sure if you're ever going to do this sort of thing, people, make sure you don't turn the screens off at all. You've got to keep them awake all okay. the time because they go to sleep for a minute. You've got to go back and start really? it all again. It's It's a... That's a nightmare. Pain. So you got to sit there with it, essentially. Yeah, you literally sit there with it. Oh. And I've done it for people. You sit there and you tap oh away and you just can't look away for a minute when you do it. Unreal. Uh, the Australian Electoral Commission is concerned about, even alarmed, about dangerous voter fraud claims spreading before the election. Who would have guessed? And yeah. it's on social media, really? Matthew. Good. That surprises you, doesn't it? What, what sort of things are we talking about? Uh, they're, they're worried about um, things on there about altering votes. Mm. So it turns out that there is this campaign starting up on uh, Facebook and social media out there. Now, candidates from One Nation, the United Australia Party and other micro parties mm. have begun seeding Facebook with advice to supporters tinged with claims about Ballots being erased, amended, or hidden. Yeah. Even casting votes, yet, right. have we, Matthew? See, we've this is this is straight out of the American twenty twenty playbook, isn't it? Spot on. It really is. So you know, Facebook posts recommend people bring pens to the pallet box yeah. instead of pencils. Yeah, just, whatever. And you can though. They're in, you can, yeah. but they're encouraging you to sign a statutory declaration about your oh. vote and even take a photo or video proof of their ballots. Yeah. Now. Because you'll find it in the 650,000 others at that polling booth. So, if you were to go up, and and when you read more into this, they mm. go along and say they encourage you to get your stat deck yeah. and give it to an official at the polling booth. Right. Now, I reckon the official at the polling booth will go, there's a place to deposit over yeah. in the corner yeah. of the room because they're not allowed to, they're not allowed to by law, take any of that really? rubbish there. Wow. Because, you know, you don't want people handing you letters yeah, and yeah, things because yeah. it looks it looks wrong. So, yeah. you know, polling booths won't be accepting a stat deck. Yeah. I think we're going to see more and more of this from some of the, you know, the, the One Nations and yeah, the United yeah. Australian yeah. Party trying to get you to, it's, it's, it is, it's the American playbook. Yeah. Yeah, they they all had a debate tonight. Pauline Hanson, um, Clive Palmer, Campbell Newman, right, uh, Bob Catter, yep, and I reckon there was a fifth who were all at a table in whatever pub they were in Sky News Televi. It looked like a Hobbit's convention. It <laughs> just uh, anyway. Was, yeah, was there so, many brains in the room? Uh, not many. I think the interviewer maybe and probably the audience that were in the room asking questions. But anyway, you know what this might eventually drive is a push towards electronic voting. Because if the Electoral yes. Commission gets frustrated with people trying to give them stat decks or oh. other allegations of yeah. voter fraud, yeah. then it can only lead to a push. Can't Which it? I think is a great idea yeah. to go along and do it. But there's so much that we've got to tidy up with yeah, those because, you know, how do you vote? Do you vote on your phone? Do you vote yeah. on the computer? How are you going to go along and do it? Yeah. Exactly. You know, do you vote multiple times? Yes. You know, suddenly I can vote for you and you can vote for somebody else. Yes. You know, it's it's where does it all stop? What's the easiest way to download YouTube videos to watch offline? The easiest way yeah. is to go through the official way you should do it, which is subscribe to YouTube Premium. Right. I get asked this all the time. But that's a payment. Exactly right. $14.99 a month you get. What? Yeah, I hate to tell you this. Uh, you also get YouTube Music, which would normally cost you eleven dollars ninety nine a month. Right. You can download any amount of videos that you want to. Yeah, but you can do that anyway. Just go to Google and enter 
what you want. Yeah, but, you, but people want to keep them and uh. make playlists on them. God. And there are plots of dodgy sites out there and bits of software and things that you can go along and make sure it all gets done but no ads on there at all um which is one of the things that i think everybody likes but Mm. you know i've had people teachers ring me and say there's got to be a dodgy way to go along and do this or you know it's great for my business because there's a couple of sites out there that infect your computer yeah when they've got along to try and do it you clean all that up makes me money Mm. (laughs) that's the way um Zip programs. So, do these still exist? They do. Yeah. So, if you've got 7-Zip or WinZip on yeah. your computer yeah. out there, do yourself a favour, uninstall the things. Get oh. rid of them because they've been. Uh, there's a new vulnerability with 7-Zip, which has just come out today, yeah. which can bring malware into your computer and have people take over your computer, which is not what you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, and WinZip's always done it because there are so many fake websites set up for WinZip that people just kind of lose count. I saw some the other day had WinZip driver downloader, WinZip speed up my computer. Wow. Don't, you know, whatever you do, don't go along and download these at all. You, you don't need a third-party program for zip files. On a Windows computer, it gets done automatically. Okay. It's, it's, Windows, it's already built into Windows. Right. And so many people are always after, you know, a, a program that Windows already does for you. Okay. You, you just don't need these things, yeah. and they just represent trouble for you. Yeah, okay. Downloading extra, yeah, it slows it down as it well, does, ultimately. Yeah, and in fact, you, can be, you just don't need those things. Talking about slowing things down, how do you speed up a Mac? You don't download extra programs to go along and do that. Really? So, you know, yeah. it, the Macs are very simple, yeah. and it's making sure that your programs don't, everything doesn't load at startup. Right. And you know when you reboot your, your Mac Matthew, there's yeah. a thing that says reopen all these pages when you restart it. Right. It should never have a tick in it. Okay. Because what happens is if you've got 50 things open, you restart your Mac, those 50 things keep on opening every single time that you've done it. Mm. So it's one of the easiest things for me to go along and, and clean up. There's things out there called Mac Keeper, Clean Up My Mac. To me, they're tantamount to viruses, and Mac Keeper, very, very hard to get rid of. Right. It's, it's an insidious program out there, does nothing for it. Let Apple fix Apple programs is what you should be doing, so you don't download a third-party program to go along and fix these things. Peter says, I'm with Adam Internet. My bills are from iinet, not internode, iinet, offshored somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Sorry, Simple Peter. That. Yeah. Uh, electronic voting would be hacked. Do you two hacks? <laughs> Thanks for that. Would it, though? That's the big fear yeah. by everybody out there yeah. that it will be hacked. But, you know, I hate to say this, it's just, you know, it's going to be part of it. And that's why it hasn't progressed. Right. Because we don't have faith in the in the in the electronic system to make sure it's not hacked. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right, and your phone is filthy, apparently. And um, are we talking germs on it? Or- germs. <laughs> According to research from the University of Arizona, phones yeah. are ten times dirtier than most toilets. Is that right? It's a shocking statement, That's isn't it? That's horrible. When was the last time you cleaned your phone? Yeah, I'm just, I might do it now. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. Got the Windex. So yeah. people don't do it, and you don't yeah. spray. So you don't spray that on no, there. No, okay. For a start, so surface, surface spray, spray things, because what it can do is it can strip the coating off oh. the front of your phone. Wow. So a damp microfiber cloth really is what you want. Okay. Just to go along and just lightly wet it. 
rub it over the top, yeah. and it just takes all the dirt off. What about one of those antibacterial wipes? They're all right. They're, they're fine okay? as well. Yeah, yeah okay. they're okay as well. Good, good to know because yeah, that is a scary stat. Yes. Just before you leave us, I think Rita's called in with a question. Hi, Rita. Oh, hi, Matthew. Um, yes, Richard. Look, I'm old school. I've got everything analog. Um, my uh, phone, uh, my mobile phone, is Android uh, 19 uh, Samsung. Right. And what's happening is that I'm getting these messages to say download 1kg and 2kg, and I, I'm not really sure what they're talking about. 1kg and 2kg? Might be yeah. KB. So, yeah, I'll say, I'll say it's going to be KB on there. And, and that's all it says, Rita. Yeah, I, I've just... How old is the phone, Rita? Uh, over 10 years. It's time for a new phone, Rita. Uh, and what would you recommend, please, Richard? Oh, one of the new... The Samsung are released a range, which is about $300. And the A, I think it's A32s off the top of my head. Sorry, A32? Yeah. Do you pick up a very good Android phone, you know, for two, $300, a Samsung or an Oppo? Yeah, and what does that give me? Uh, more than your new, than your old 10-year-old phone will do. Good camera, lots of storage. Uh, well, I'm not interested in, in cameras and storage. All I want is a phone that, um, you know, I can, you, I can Google. I, yes, you'll be, able to do, you'll be able to do all of that, Rita. Um. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good on you, Rita. Thank you. Uh, Di at Anglevale. Hi, Di. Hi. Um, hello, Richard. Hi, How Di. are you? Good, Di. You know me very well. I know well. you. You're a covering Di. <laughs> yeah, I'm just out of hospital. <laughs> um, Richard, the computer that I bought that you had to play around with. Right. Um, oh, it's just giving me the, I won't yeah. say the word. Right. Um, so can I fix up with you to come out and give it a yeah. rework? Yes, Di, you know my phone number. You didn't have to ring up on it. I've tried that. I've left messages oh, and you serious? don't answer me. Oh, that's sure. I don't think you're dialing me, Di. Di, ring me tomorrow, Okay. All right, we'll do. Thanks, Di. Good on you, Di. Thank you. 9.23, Richard, thank you so much. Thanks, Matthew. Have a great uh, evening, great rest of the week. We'll catch you next Tuesday night. If people want to find you in between. AdelaideTechGuy.com.au 5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis.